This is the Neptune Now podcast, where we shine the spotlight on our incredible Neptune Navigate partners. They are leaders, they are trailblazers, and they are inspirational to so many people around them. It's time for the Neptune Now podcast. Welcome to the Neptune Now podcast. I am Eric Jatra. When Tony Black began his career in education over 34 years ago, the thought never entered his mind that someday he'd be the executive director of technology for a large school district. But sometime during his educational career, which included 11 years as a classroom teacher, six years as an assistant principal, and then three years as a high school principal, he realized that technology could be a powerful tool for teachers and students and administrators and he wanted to be involved. Today, he oversees all aspects of technology at the White House ISD in Texas, which includes over 5,000 students and staff spread across eight different campus locations. For Tony and his team at White House ISD, it's all about making sure the students are getting everything they need to succeed in an increasingly technological world. This is the Neptune Now podcast. Let's get started. Tony Black, Executive Director of Technology for the White House ISD, joining us here on the Neptune Now podcast. Tony, good to have you with us. Sure, appreciate Hello. your time. Thanks. Thanks for the invite. Um, White House ISD, um, uh, very close to where we're at here in uh, East Texas, uh, our headquarters in Tyler, Texas. You guys just down the road. Right. And uh, uh, a, a school district that has just grown exponentially over the last uh, five, 10 years. And uh, you've had a front row seat for all of that. So let's get started, first of all, by telling folks about what you do at the White House ISD and just about the White House ISD in general. Well, great. Thanks. Uh, I'm the executive director of technology here. I've been doing this for about the past seven years. And uh, so it's my honor every day to just get to support uh, all of the technology infrastructure here in our district uh, to really just uh, make sure that we as a district are uh, moving ahead uh, with technology uh, needs. And uh, basically my job here every day is to make sure that the team that I have uh, that I work with every day is supported and uh, has the tools that they need to do their job properly. And so I, I try to uh, stay out of their way as much as possible and uh, really uh, just try to provide the resources that they need to make sure that we're doing our job effectively. Uh, and I know that technology has just grown dramatically over the years there. Um, uh, but but technology, where you're the executive director of uh, this very um, big and getting bigger by the minute school district, um, it's not where you started, is it? Uh, your, your journey to this in education, uh, when you started, did you have any idea that this is uh, where you were going to end up? Oh, I had no idea. I had no idea. That's that's just the way uh, uh, the way things work. You know, sometimes you feel like you're going to go on a particular path, and uh, there's a lot of circumstances that direct that in a different way. And so, I've been blessed to be a classroom teacher uh, for about 11 years as I started my career, then moved into administration as an assistant principal at a high school, then a principal at the high school. Uh, and then moved in central office, and then was able to make this transition as we worked on trying to do some. Um, work to make sure that our technology was doing what it needed to do for our teachers in the classroom and that it was really supporting the curriculum and not driving the curriculum in our district. At what point during your classroom teacher years, assistant principal years, high school principal years, did you realize 
yeah, technology's where I think I want to go. I mean, I, I know that for a lot of folks that I talk to that are in your position, mm -hmm. they started out the same way. They were in education, but they, they never really thought it was going to be technology. And then a light went off and it really clicked for them. When did that happen for you? Well, I, I really think early on. I mean, technology has always been something that I gravitated to when I was younger. Uh, it was one of those things. I had a, a dad who was in the telecommunications industry. And so I got to see some things there as a young um, boy, uh, you know, as my dad worked through that and his new things, you know, I was, I was kind of there at the the advent of the the mobile phone and all that kind of stuff as it began. I mean, I can remember as a child, uh, because he worked for the telephone company, we actually had a, a phone in, in the car, in his car. And so that was kind <laughs> yeah. of a cool thing. So I was always kind of fascinated with that. And then as I went to high school, took, you know, took a computer um, science class there in high school and then did a, a few other things in college just here there, uh, not in a computer science, you know, focus. Uh, and so just have gravitated to that. And it's just been something that I have uh, that I have embraced real easily and uh, haven't been afraid of it and uh, and have have looked for ways to make uh, what, what we do easier and, and enhance it by using technology. And so it's just something that I think from a very early age, uh, I really enjoyed and loved. Let's talk about technology there at White House ISD. Uh, we've been involved with you guys here at uh, uh, Neptune Navigate. You guys were one of the very, very first schools to uh, uh, to come on board. I think uh, number two or number three, actually. So we are certainly appreciative of that. But 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 because of that, we we've seen what you guys were doing going back to before that little worldwide pandemic happened a few years ago. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys had already put in place a pretty uh, broad. Um, and I think one-to-one -one, um, uh, infrastructure before that ever happened. Is that correct? That's correct. We had begun to move toward that. And so we were very fortunate as we moved into the pandemic that we had enough pieces in place to where we were able to deal with that remote instruction uh, mm -hmm. in, in a, a very nice fashion that worked very well for us. And we think that that uh, paid dividends. Uh, we don't think that our learning loss was near as great as what some other places experienced. Uh, and so just just very fortunate that we were able to kind of get out in front of that uh, a little bit and, and start putting that in place because we knew that was that was sort of the direction we were headed anyway. So. And, and from here going forward, what does the future of technology look like? We, we hear so much today about AI and what that's doing. And, and, and now you're we're a couple of years post pandemic. Um, what does it look like in the future? In, in your estimation, not just for White House ISD, but for all of education? Well, I, you know, there's so many things uh, that we're hearing about that we don't even really know exactly how to prepare uh, students for. Uh, you know, when you start looking at things like, you know, blockchain, cryptocurrency, all, all these different things that are out there that are in, in the AI world, of course, is, is going crazy. And so how do we even prepare those students for that? So we as a, as a district have got to uh, continue to push ourselves. Uh, to learn uh, these technologies, to not be afraid of, you know, the chat uh, GPTs of the world mm -hmm. and have to understand how we can leverage that to help our kids uh, become, uh, you know, more savvy as they as they walk out of our doors. I, it can't be our role as a school here to keep kids, um, you know, five or 10 years behind. We've got to keep pushing the envelope. Uh, with, uh, you know, robotics and, and all the other things that, that we know will engage kids, but also just make them uh, be more prepared for the future that they're going to face. And so it's, it's really incumbent upon us to, to continue to push our staff, push ourselves uh, to learn what's out there and what's coming uh, so that we can 
uh, become familiar and start to provide opportunities for our kids to learn that. You you mentioned, uh, I wasn't counting until about halfway through, but I think you said the word kids 11 or 12 times uh, <laughs> during the last uh, two minutes, but but that was going to lead right into my next question. Um, so many people that I know, both of my parents were educators. Uh, my wife was an educator. I've been surrounded by educators my whole life. Right. Um, and And when I ask them, why did you get into this? The answer is almost always, because I love kids. I love being around kids. Um, was that what prompted you to get into education in the first place? Uh, and and how has, uh, uh, and, and by the way, this is kind of a trick question um, for Tony, because not only does Tony have a whole bunch of kids um, in the White House ISD that he works with, he's also got a lot of kids at home as well. <laughs> and so, so let, let's talk about kids in your life from an education and a uh, family standpoint as well, Tony. Well, you know, ironically, when I was younger, I really kind of thought I didn't want kids. Uh, and that wasn't really part of my future. But, uh, you know, it's interesting uh, how uh, God can change your perspective on those things real quickly. And so uh, I, I love the school process. I love being involved in school. And so it was just one of those things that I naturally gravitated to when I when I uh, got out of college and just thought that that was something that I wanted to to be able to give back because I had had such a great experience uh, myself. And so through that, it just developed. And then, and then, you know, in terms of family that, you know, it's, it's hard to explain that, but it was just a, you know, it was just uh, an undeniable uh, direction that we had uh, as a family to start trying to reach out. And so we've just been blessed uh, to be able to have uh, a lot of cool kids in our home that have, that have tested us and, and stretched us, changed our lives, and, and some of them have got to stay with us, and and uh, we're uh, we're just blessed beyond measure uh, that we get to do that and get to be a part of that in any shape, form, or fashion. So you know, here here at White House ISD, uh, our our mission statement is uh, above all students first. So that's the thing we we try to keep that in the focus, and that's one of the things that we as a department try to remember that every day when we're working uh, to solve problems or, or make things better. It, it's about trying to do that in the frame of mind that we're here to help those students in whatever way we can to give them the best opportunity uh, so that when they leave us, they're going to be successful. Um, back to the uh, family side of this again. I'm not going to let you get out of this uh, that easily. <laughs> um, uh, you and your uh, wife, uh, um, Amanda, have... Um, a number of kids of your own, but have also been involved in the fostering world in a big, big way, which is Correct. just amazing. Talk about what that's meant to uh, you and Amanda and your family, um, um, your your biological children, and the foster kids that have come into your life as well. Well, it's you know it's it's completely transformed uh, how how we do life. We we just realize that uh, we were given such great opportunities. We have been. Uh, we've been forgiven. We've been uh, loved in ways that we don't deserve. And so it gives us a chance to just return that a, a little bit. And uh, I think the biggest transformation is, is just to see in our kids how they have embraced that and how have they have become a part of the process. And so when when a new child comes in our home or uh, the way that they're able to, they just they just adopt them. And they just take them in, and they just love them, and so it's uh, it's really, I think, just giving us a, a true picture in our heart of how um, how God loves us, and uh, how He adopted us into His family, and we just uh, have to, uh, I don't, we just have to return that. It's just it's just something that we can't get away from, and 
and uh, we uh, we continue just to do whatever we can to to help. And and you know we we don't get it right every day, or you know we we foul up all the time, and and we certainly feel like there's times we question whether we're the best option for these children that are coming to our home. Um, but we just have to trust that that we just uh, try to love them. Uh, and uh, and care for them the the way the best way we can and and we've had some great opportunities some great success stories and, and uh, you know we I, I it's it's hard to imagine how life would be without that and uh, mm-hmm. and so it's, yeah it's very um, and just to just to put a perspective on this uh, for folks that are listening right now um, twenty five is that right uh, twenty five yeah um, about twenty five kids that have come through uh, over the last seven years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 25 kids in seven years uh, filling a need. That's tremendous. Thank you um, to you and Amanda and your family for that. That's uh, that's just uh, tremendous. Um, listen, all kinds of jobs in this world are challenging. Um, all kinds of jobs in this world that are difficult. Uh, being involved with technology, with literally thousands of users using your devices on your network and hackers and phishing and ransomware and all those kinds of thing. Uh, what keeps you going? What keeps you going and uh, in, in such a, a daunting task that you have as a director of technology in 2023? Well, I think here uh, for our uh, case, it, it's just we have a super team. I have tried very hard to create a family here in our department to just make sure that we all know that that we're here to uh, support each other, care about each other, literally love each other uh, through those difficult times, through those situations when we just don't know, uh, we don't know what the answer is, you know, because there's just days that you come up against stuff and you, you don't know the answer. But man, I tell you, uh, the team works together so well. Um, I, you know, case in point, uh, we had a situation yesterday where we got a notification of, of someone who had made kind of a suicidal comment uh, and had reported it through through an app that we use here. And, you know, the app returns, can return an IP address to us. But the thing is, is the way things are set up here, our IP address that's facing out to the world uh, is one, one IP address. So every, everything looks like it comes from that same. And so then you're, you have to do, take some other steps uh, to figure out some things. So in about a 10 minute process through myself and and one of the other team members, we were able to go through and look at a couple of different systems, piece together, and we pinpointed the room that that person was in that had made that claim, and we were able to get help to them immediately, and uh, and hopefully averted maybe a disaster uh, yesterday. And so it was, uh, it's it's those kind of things, just working together and not having. I don't have to. I don't have to pull that out of people. It's just. It's just. We've developed a, an environment here where people desire to help, and we want to do whatever it takes to get things done and get things done well for the district. And, and there's just story after story of where people have stepped up and done the right thing. You know, you th- that story you just told, um, our chief navigator, Christina, uh, says all the time that, yes, there are some uh, dark sides to the technology um, that we brought into our uh, life. Right. But my goodness, there's a lot of good. That's and good. that's a great example there of 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 the technology working in a way that hopefully um really is going to be a benefit to someone and there there's a lot of that technology out there isn't there absolutely absolutely and yeah. you know we you just have to leverage it in the right way there's always ways you can abuse things and and use it for the wrong purpose and we just uh we just have to find the ways that we can use that uh, to to you know 
really benefit us. And that's what we try to focus on. So what's the favorite part about what you do every day, day in, day out, um, when you wake up in the morning and you know the uh, uh, tasks that are in front of you, <laughs> what's the favorite part about what you do uh, there at White House ISD? Well, it, it is the people that we work with. It's just the chance to be able to, to interact um, and intersect our lives with each other in a way that just brings uh, some joy and, and, and brings fulfillment. Because just like that situation yesterday and others that we've had, where we, we realized we were able to make a difference. You know, we have a student that's able to, to accomplish something because they, they had that piece of technology that helped them do it, or, or a teacher that's able to pull off that lesson in a way that's so much more engaging because they had a tool that we were able to, to help uh, with. And uh, so that, that's it, you know, just working together as the team, getting to work with these people and see uh, the successes happen, see light bulbs turn on, and uh, it, it it really uh, is a joy uh, to show up every day and be able to to be a part of that. So. Um, we met with uh, uh, Tony uh, when when we were, I think, about seven or eight minutes into the idea of what Neptune Navigate was going to be about, and um, uh, we went through and 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 talked about it. And by the way, the initial presentation that we made to Tony about Neptune Navigate. Uh, four or five years ago was not what it turned out to be. Uh, but Tony, you were really embracing of that. You saw the value of making sure that, that uh, in addition to hardware and software and everything like that, that there were um, uh, the digital citizenship components were also important for your kids there at White House ISD yeah. as well, weren't they? Absolutely. We, you know, we, we can't preach that enough uh, to these kids that, that what they do out there is not uh, in a vacuum and that uh, when you make you make choices there they're going to follow you and, and can have some really long-term repercussions if if you don't pay attention to what's going on because employers are looking at those things now they're looking at that digital footprint to see what are you, what are you out there doing and in the world we live in that that just becomes a piece that they have to evaluate anymore uh, and so I think it's uh, very important for us to be able to explain that to the kids in a way that they can begin to do the process of creating a, you know, healthy footprint uh, that's going to be able to benefit them down the road and, and realize that um, everything you do, uh, it can, can be found out and can be seen. And so we, we have to use uh, great judgment. In that, and so I think it's so important from early on that we begin to teach that because we all know that we have to support um, sometimes in extraordinary means beyond what's happening at home because we know there are there are situations where these kids are not getting that direction at home. They have a lot of freedom to be able to do things that that maybe a lot of us wouldn't think that they should. And so, as a as a support system here at the school, we've really got to try to uh, help help them navigate that. Mm -hmm. That's great. Hey, Tony, we sure do appreciate having you guys as a uh, Neptune Navigate partner. Again, you were one of the very first ones. Took a chance on us, and I don't know why you did, but I'm sure glad you did because you guys have been so uh, instrumental in helping us create the product that we have today. A uh, lot of times we uh, kind of, um, what would you say, uh, bumped our knees a little bit, scratched our <laughs> knees a little bit along the way, and you guys were patient and very helpful. And so we certainly do appreciate the partnership we've got with you guys there at White House. It's been, a, been, a, been our honor to be a part of it, and, and it's great to see uh, the growth and the, you know, just the transformation of, of what Neptune Navigate began as and what it's become now. And I just, I think it's such a user-friendly platform and something that, 
that anybody that would take a look at it would have to see that this is a great tool uh, to put in the hands of of their staff and students to just be able to fill in that gap of you know what what do we need to pay attention to when we're out there working in the digital world and uh, and I think it's it's a uh, it, it's something that anybody that that tries to use it is going to realize it's a it's a great uh, simple tool um, but but has powerful uh, results associated with it. Thanks, thanks again, Tony. Sure, appreciate your time. Absolutely, thank you. Thanks again to Tony Black for joining us on this episode of the Neptune Now podcast. Our producer is Ryan Huddle, audio engineering and music provided by Caleb Muncher. And our contributors include Kinsey Featherston, Cade Lowen, and Drew Rourke. I'm Eric Jontra. Thanks for joining us, and we'll be back again soon with another episode of the Neptune Now podcast.